A podcast we'd like you to check out is Movie Sign with the Mads. Join Frank Conniff and Trace Ballou of MST3K and Carolina Hidalgo of Sirius Radio on a film odyssey exploring the good, the bad, and the weird. You can find Movie Sign with the Mads on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Just search for Movie Sign with the Mads. Mean you gonna tangle sooner or later. Did you hear what I say? Why don't you stop playing with yourself, Willie? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Late Seating. I am Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. Hey, Steve. Yeah? Who's the nerdy podcast critic that's written Star Trek fanfic? Shives! You're damn right. <laughs> who is the man who would always reference Superman? Shives! Can you dig it? <laughs> Who's the cat that won't cop out when there's classic movies all about? Shives! Right on. <laughs> you see, this cat, Shives, is a bad mother. Shut your mouth! But I'm talking about Shives. <laughs> then we can dig it. It's not even I wrote my that birthday. Just for you. <laughs> yeah, but I know what you're going to be playing in the bedroom later on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, check this out. Just listen. Hey, everybody, that thing didn't explain a fucking thing about what we do on this show. <laughs> but what is this show about? Well, you you and I take a classic film, and we give it a fresh review to see if it holds up to um, its reputation, whether that reputation is good or bad. Now, I'm going to pretend that the audience doesn't know what movie we're going to review after that <laughs> intro. Hmm. That's right, we're, we're, we're going to review Dr. Seuss now. Everyone sit down. We're going to review Green Eggs and Ham. No, we're gonna we're we're, we're gonna review motherfucking Shaft. You damn you know, right. That's right. <laughs> the black exploitation of uh, one of the progenitors of the black exploitation film movement of the 1970s. Shaft, because we want to. That's right. God damn it. <laughs> because it belongs to everyone. And also, a lot of our movies have been pretty lily white. Have you noticed that, Steve? Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's good that we correct for this. Uh, yeah, yeah, we kind of turn out of the skid. And, and what better movie to, to to start down that path with? Because Shaft yeah. was, you know, I think this was, what was it? It was the first movie to have a, the first studio movie with a, a black leading man. Was it really? I've read that. I don't know if that's true. Because, I mean, unless, I guess, are they not counting Sidney Poitier as their leading man from Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? But um, I don't think he's considered the lead. I think Spencer. May, yeah, you know what? Yeah, may, so maybe, yeah, I guess. And I don't think he's considered a lead in in the heat of the night either. No, I, I yeah, I figured that. I figured he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't be considered. I think he's considered a co-star. If this really is the first one, then shame on you, fucking Hollywood. Nineteen seventy-one. Sick. <laughs> Let's wait until the seventies. <sighs> so, uh, Steve, you ready to hear the who made it and what's going on and why did it take Hollywood so fucking long to make a movie with a a, a black star as the lead character? Yeah, I, I feel like it's wrong that we don't have an awesome, smooth bass lick underneath it, though. Bow, well, bow, I can bow, always bow, put bow. anything underneath well, it, then, but um, I don't feel like paying for it. Okay, well then everybody can just imagine or pick pick the. Well, pick do the you st- have a problem with the music we use for the opening of the show? No, I love it. Okay, I love well, it. I'm just. The, but if anybody else wants, it feels like me and feels like you know talking about who made Shaft would be better if you had like an awesome backtrack. Then pick like the sweet bass lick of your choice and just listen most to the it. People on- that made it were white, <laughs> so I don't know why. So it'll be it'll them. be counterpoint. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, you ready? Let's do it. Okay, it was directed by Gordon Parks. Produced by Joel Freeman. Screenplay by Ernest Tidyman and John D.F. Black. Um, by the way, Ernest Tidyman was having a pretty good year. Yes. <laughs> He also wrote a little film. You probably never heard of it called uh, The French Connection. Uh-huh. And he also wrote another movie that I know is one of Steve's favorites, High Plains Drifter. Oh, yes, indeed. So, yeah. Um, also, here's something funny. Uh, this movie was originally written with a white character. In the novel part, in the novel for this, which Tiedemann also wrote, Shaft was supposed to be a white dude. Yeah. And they changed it to a black dude. Now, um, uh, was it Mario Van Peebles? Who's the older one? Melvin. Melvin. Melvin said it was because of his movie, which was also considered the progenitor of uh, black exploitation films. He said they found out about my my movie, uh, sweet sweetback's badass song, and then they changed it. I don't know if that's even near to true. <laughs> I don't think the dates work out. I think someone else I don't pointed think out that, so either. Yeah. But whatever, Melvin. He's Melvin Van Peebles. Let him say whatever he wants. Yeah, he was only talking about a movie that he wrote, produced, and starred in. Yeah. About a movie, uh, a movie about where the lead character main thing is that he has a gigantic dick and he can trade sexual favors for stuff. It's one of the all-time great film titles, though. Come on, sweet, sweetback's <laughs> badass song. Okay, yeah, uh, it's based on Shaft by Ernest Tidyman, like I said, and it stars Richard Roundtree as John Shaft, Moses Gunn as Bumpy Jonas, Charles Cure Coyfe, <laughs> Coyfe, sure, Coyfe, sure. Chaffee, maybe? Cha- maybe, maybe, maybe yeah, Chaffee. FFI. Yeah. Get a grown-up named Charles Aww. as Lieutenant Vic Androsi. Christopher St. John as Ben Buford. Gwen Mitchell as woman. <clears throat> I'm not... Okay, here's the she deal. She technically has a According name. According to the credits, <laughs> she has a name. But if they don't use that person's name in the movie, then they don't have a name. Just because you give them a name in the credits doesn't mean anything. Because it'll be like, who? who's Ellie Moore? I don't remember seeing Ellie Moore anywhere in the movie. Do you, Steve? You... Well, you have to read the book, Jason. I ain't, no, I watch movies so I don't have to read. I I do I do remember Shaft referring to her as Ellie at least once. When? But I I, I think it was You made that up. Well, <laughs> I'm a liar. I'm just a liar. Um, but 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 no. But her her last name is certainly never established. Uh, okay, I don't remember hearing. Her I'm pretty name sure he calls her Elliot at least once. I watched it twice in a row. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> well, pod me. Uh-huh. Lawrence Pressman as Tom Hannon. Victor Arnold as Charlie. Sherry Brewer as Marcy Jonas. Again, I'm only saying the name because it's in the credits. Rex Robbins as Raleigh. Camille Yarbrough as another woman in the fucking movie. <laughs> as Dinah Green. Margaret Warnkel. Warnkel. As Linda, Joseph Leon as Byron Leibowitz, Arnold Johnson as and Arnold Johnson as Cull. Mm. Music by Isaac Hayes, Johnny Allen. Uh, Isaac, of course, won the Academy Awards for his title song, Shaft, which has about as many lyrics as I read at the beginning <laughs> of this show. It's not a der- terribly deep lyrical song, no. But he won. He won an Oscar. It's all about so the groove, nice. man. I guess the song itself is seven minutes long, but it only has about eight lines in it. There's a lot of instrumental, you know? And they don't repeat. (laughs) Cinematography by Urs Furrer. Edited, I don't have a comment. Urs Furrer. That's a Star Wars name. Yeah, totally. Edited by Huge A. Robertson. Distributed by Metro Golden Mare. Released July 2nd, 1971. Running time, 100 minutes. Mm. Budget, $500,000. Box office, 
13 million dollars. That's what they and call it. We a all hit. know what happens when something with a tiny budget makes a shit ton of money, don't we, <laughs> yeah. Steve? Hollywood makes nothing but that for years and That's years and right. years. <laughs> <laughs> kind of takes the mystery as to why Star Wars became so popular and changed the industry. <laughs> That's what they oh. want. That's what they'll get. <laughs> so do you have any trivia to share or any thoughts before we start the recap of the plot? Uh, no, not really. Um, I, I Some of it I didn't really learn until I was doing research for this show. Like the, what you mentioned at the beginning, that it, the, the role was originally written for a white actor. I mean, that's yeah. so hard to believe when you watch the movie because it seems like so much of it is about blackness and the black experience. But yeah, that's that's kind of. Well, shocking. I think they rewrote once they decided there was going to be a black actor. I think they changed certain aspects of it. Yeah, but I could totally see this being you know a white dude going around New York doing white dude shit. This is a Charles Bronson. Movie. Yeah, well, I mean we'll we'll get we'll get into it a little more after we do the summary. But it does. I mean, uh, no, let's do it now. Oh, fuck okay, it. fuck it. Yeah, who? who? <laughs> let's break our. Let's just throw everything out the window. We're not even going to talk about the movie. I'm learning from Shaft. I'm going to do whatever I want to <laughs> well, do. Yeah, I'm it's. Not I mean, take shit from nobody. <laughs> you you can tell that, uh, or at least it's not really a surprise when you learn that it mm. was scripted by the same writer who did The French Connection because it, it very much feels like one of those early 70s crime movies. It has that feel, that tone, that atmosphere, you know, um, oh, yeah, that, that sort of grittiness and that that attempt to, like, well, evoke okay. the street. New York you know? came pre-grittied. <laughs> yeah, there was yeah, no yeah. way they could un-gritty <laughs> they, New York they, they in 1971. They didn't un-gritty New York. So, I mean, other That's than the right. fact that it focused... They had professional grittiers on the street all the time, <laughs> making it more and more gritty. I need more grit. Jolly, there's only five homeless people on on 24th Street. All right, get them out of the truck. <laughs> hey, we're, sh- we're shooting an episode of Eyeshine. We need it to be grittier. All right, okay. get the hooker bin. <laughs> How many do you want? Get the hooker. We're doing a scene in a police department, and we need to have at least two hookers being escorted in the background. Something looks wrong. Not enough graffiti. All right. <laughs> We need some porno theater signs. I want porno theaters we, all down this block. Look, we need uh, two cops beating up a young Puerto Rican man on the corner of 55 and Harrison. Can you do that? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I need a pimp and a fur coat. <laughs> I want him to be strutting right right there, right in front of that storefront. <laughs> Uh, unless you you missed it, New York was a much different place in 1971 yeah, than it is yeah, now. It was, uh, it was not. <laughs> Times Square was not as tourist friendly mm-hmm. in the. All right, you know yeah. what we're talking about, New York. Let's 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 concentrate. Yeah. Let's travel mm-hmm. back to 1971, New York. Yes. And enter the world of Shaft, Steve. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we start with that Oscar-winning song. No, we don't. You know? Oh, no, that's right. No, we don't. It opens cold. There's a cold on, open. On, yeah, and it's just kind of panning around. And I'm kind of like, somewhere is a sound man desperately looking for the button to start the soundtrack. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> there it is. Click. And then we get the that's soundtrack. That's true. Yeah, there is that, that, that. As soon as we see Shaft. Yeah, and he's. Come out of a subway. And he's walking down the street. Mm-hmm. And he's walking <laughs> and walking and walking and walking. Like you said, it's a long song. <laughs> he, takes some, he takes his time getting to where he's got to go, you we, know? We kind of go on a nice little walking tour of 1971 New York. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then uh, some street person run, walks up to him and tries to sell him a watch. <laughs> And he flips out a detective badge, and the guy says goodbye, and he walks away. Yep. <laughs> And just based on the music alone, even before we even get the lyrics, we get the impression that uh, Shaft isn't someone to fuck with. No. 
I mean, he's walking across that street, and the cab nearly hits him, and he flips him off. He is then not. The cab takes off again and nearly runs over Ratso Rizzo, <laughs> and then he kills him. And then he takes off again and runs into Clark Kent and, da- and dents the front of the cab. It's not that cabbie's day, you know. Um, nope. Yeah, Shaft. He doesn't look. Shaft does not look both ways before crossing the street. No. He just goes, and if you're driving, you're gonna have to stop for him. That's right. Um, yeah, and so where is he off to? Well, he he goes. Uh, first, he goes to the barber shop. Is it a barber or is it a shoe shine? It's a shoe shine. I think it's a shoe shop. shine. Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. He gets he goes to, to get to get his shoe shined, and and the guy at the shoe shine shop says, "Hey, there were some guys looking here for you." There was, and, and he's like, "Well, what did they look like?" And he mm-hmm. says, "Well, the one of them had this big plaid coat." Funky a coat. funky coat, and Shaft's like, okay, you know, kind of puts that. St- st- other guy was dressed nice. Yeah, the other guy was dressed nice, and one guy had a big plaid coat. So, mm-hmm. so Shaft is like, all right, thanks. Thanks for shining my shoes. Bye. And he, yeah, bye. And he goes out. And meanwhile, we cut to um, the inside of a squad car. Yeah, that's right. That's right. There's uh, And they're like, where are we going to find him? Oh, here he is. And, yeah, there he is over there at the shoeshine shop. Let's get out and talk to Let's him. Let's go have a scene with him. Who are those people? Um, it is Lieutenant Vic Androsi, played by the mm-hmm. aforementioned Charles whatever his name is. Commissioner Gordon to Shaft. Yes, Batman. indeed. Yes, indeed. And is is it is, is Leibowitz the other guy? Or is it? Tom. Yeah, yeah, his, yeah Tom. Tom, the, uh, the who shows up at some point later on. I think his name is Tom Fuckoff <laughs> because that's all Vic Everett basically tells him to do. That certainly seems to be what Shaft thinks his name is. <laughs> <laughs> what does Vic want? Um, he wants to. He, well, he he wants to take Shaft down to the station to talk to him about something. Uh-huh. And Shaft does Shaft want to do no, that? No, Shaft's like, I don't want to do that. And uh-huh. and and the police lieutenant is like, please. And Shaft <laughs> is like, no. <laughs> okay. Well, bye, well, Shaft. Bye. <laughs> Fuck and you, Tom's Tom. Like, you should make him go. Yeah. You really need to grill him. And Vic's like, "What the? F- did you? St- he? Are you fucking kidding me, <laughs> dude? That is Shaft. I'm not gonna say you that. Don't to Shaft. make Shaft do anything. <laughs> you just leave. Can't you tell? Even though I'm gruff, I'm kind of in love with him. <laughs> so shut up. What did I tell you before we left? What did I say to say <laughs> when we saw Shaft? I told you to stand there and keep your mouth shut. I said, number one, don't embarrass me. Do not embarrass me in front of Shaft. God damn it. Why are you? Why are you even talking to Shaft? I told you, do not talk to Shaft. I talk to Shaft. <laughs> yeah. So Shaft blows him off and 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 yeah. and heads back up down the block and he's he wa- walks past his building where his office is and he mm-hmm. sees a guy standing in the lobby with the the big loud coat that his shoe shiner funky, funky coat that that his shoe shiner was uh it's funky discount. coat man and he wants some gum yeah and like, give me some gum shaft's like oh i got i know what to do here so what does he, do? he goes around to the back of the building see yeah. and he sneaks in behind funky coat guy yeah and he puts a gun in his back and he says hey funky coat guy who like who, he, I think he, he 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 doesn't say anything to him other than like basically just shut up and do what I tell you and don't make a scene. Yeah. And he drags him upstairs to mm-hmm. where his private investigator's office is, and he's like, "How many are in there?" And Funky Coat. Well, first of all, the elevator attendant <laughs> says, "Oh, hey, Mister Shaft," <laughs> and he's like. Uh, fifth floor, whatever his office is. He's like, yes, sir, Mr. Chef. Opens the door for him as he drags a man into the elevator. <laughs> He's seen this before. Like, it's another Monday. Yeah. Oh, that's It's like, oh, hello, Mr. Chef. Another man you're going to beat the information out of, uh, Mr. Chef? Well, goodbye, Mr. Chef. <sighs> <laughs> Tell you, fellas, ten more minutes. He's going to come right out of that window. <laughs> exactly. 
yeah. What did I tell you? Huh? What did I tell you? <laughs> yeah, so Shaft and, and Funky Coat Guy go up to his office, and he's like, all right, Funky Coat Guy, who all's in the office? And he's like, there's only, there's just one more guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he pushes Funky Coat Guy into the office. And into a, the other into guy. the other guy and the other and then we get a fight there's scene. a fight the other guy doesn't like being having people pushed into him too much no he doesn't really like shaft from what you can tell yeah and then they fight and they fight and then funky coke guy goes hey i can fly <laughs> and he runs out the window and dies yeah. see lsd is and such a runs, dangerous he, drug <laughs> he runs at at shaft and Shaft moves out of the way, and he hits the window, and he just goes tumbles right out. Right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, all right. Yeah. So Funky Coat Guy can't fly. No, Funky Coat Guy dies. Yeah. Yeah. And then Shaft grabs other guy, and he's like, "Um, did you know your friend can't fly?" <laughs> <laughs> Such a shame about kinda, your friend. I don't, I don't want to look out there. I'm pretty sure he's on the pavement, but maybe if you tell me he can fly, I won't be nearly as <laughs> upset about his death. I mean, maybe if I pretend that he's flying around somewhere, and he's like, "What?" <laughs> I mean, who sent you? Or what do you want? Or, um, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it turns out that that the guy, the, the, the guys were sent to find Shaft mm. by a certain fellow named Bumpy, uh-huh. who seems to be a rather important fellow in, yeah. in Harlem. Perhaps, right. perhaps some sort of gangster. Well, we don't know that. No, yet. he just says Bumpy wanted. Bump, Bumpy wanted us to get Bumpy you. Bumpy wanted you. Just, Bumpy wanted to see you, and he's like, to "Get out of here! <laughs> fuck you and fuck Bumpy." Look, this shaft, this whole thing went really, really wrong. Okay, we were just supposed to come here, get you, and then bring you back to Bumpy. And Bumpy wanted to talk to you, but now my friend is dead. <laughs> I just wanted to deliver a message, and he's dead. And everyone else said, "Oh, you're gonna go go get Chef. Well, good luck with that. Bye bye." No wonder they hugged me so tight because they thought there's a fifty-fifty chance that I'm not coming back. Uh, yeah. Cut to... Cut to the police station. Where Captain Klutz threatens Shaft. <laughs> he's a little... Yeah, he, I, he's like, hey, Shaft, guess what? Um, we don't really like it when people fly out of the windows of your office and die. And we don't believe this story you're telling that you and your friend came up there and then this guy just ran out of the window. <laughs> yeah. It's not the best story, but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> but I get the a, I get the feeling Shaft intentionally tells him unbelievable stories because he knows he's just going to have to accept it anyway. Because yeah, exactly. He's like, you're going to believe whatever I tell you. Just shut up. So Captain Klutz storms off. He's like, well, I'm going to get you someday. <laughs> Shaft! And uh, Commissioner Gordon's kind of like, just get the, I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him. Get the fuck out. Get out of my office. Let me talk to get Shaft. Out. Yeah. Alone. <laughs> Can I talk to him alone, please? Please. Please. <laughs> All right, Shaft, look. <laughs> I'm going to be the good cop, okay? <laughs> well, he is the good cop. Yeah, he cop. is the good cop. And and he, he basically, he levels with Shaft to a point. You know, he says, look, we can we can charge you with manslaughter because I'm pretty sure you threw that guy out your window. You know the law is as good as we do, Shaft. Yeah, because you're smart. This looks bad. <laughs> People throw it being, being thrown out of your office window. It looks bad. <laughs> Now look at it this way. Even if you don't get charged, you're going to lose your private detective license. Exactly. You're not going to... Which means that badge that he flashed earlier is... Uh-oh. Or stolen. Yeah, or, you know, maybe he killed somebody. I killed a he cop. He killed a cop and just said, I'll take that Holy badge. <laughs> That'll come in handy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and the the, uh, the lieutenant is like, you know, Shaft, you're you're gonna lose your you're gonna lose your PI license, you're gonna lose your your gun permit, so you're basically gonna be walking around on the streets for at least six months unarmed, um, and everybody hates you because and if it's bumpy, yeah, 
because I, I have the sneaking suspicion that it's Bumpy Chef, then you're going to be, you won't have any protection, and then Bumpy's going to get you. Because Bumpy's bad. I, I don't want that to happen. I love you, chefs. I, I like these exchanges that we have. We're cool, right? They, when we know they're cool, right? Yeah. Because he gives them 48 hours to figure shit yeah, out. Yeah, well, he, he wants and to... he'll cover up all of his stuff. <laughs> he says the, the, deal, the deal that he's offering Shaft is apparently the cops have been hearing rumors that something big is going to happen soon. There's going to be, like, some mm-hmm. outbreak of violence or something. And the cops... He says to Shaft, look, you don't have to tell me who it is. You don't have to snitch on anybody. Just, yeah. just tell me what is going to happen. Look, so we have some Shaft, idea. To use your vernacular, you don't have to think on Solbrun. <laughs> okay? Just I just want to know what's going what's happening, okay? Please. Yeah, and you have and and come back and talk to me in 48 hours. Right. Yeah. And then we know everything's cool between them because Shaft gives him five. Yeah. And then he's out. Yeah, right? That's right. And so what does he do? He he picks up a phone. <laughs> and who does he call? He calls Bumpy. Yeah, Bumpy answers the phone and he answers it the way he always answers the phone, which is You got a wrong number. <laughs> He also answers the phone on a candlestick phone. Yes! It's... Maybe the oldest kind of fucking phone you could possibly own. That's just bumpy, man. That's just bumpy. That's just bumpy, man. That's just his style. His phone is just a teeny tiny, just a little bit old. He's, you, you, I mean, you might not be able to tell at first because he's a Harlem gangster from the 70s, but he's kind of a hipster. He likes the funky old phones, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that about Bumpy. <laughs> Don't you dare say Bumpy. that about Bumpy. Uh, he might be a pimp and a drug dealer, but he's not a hipster. Mm-hmm. So then we get the epic chestnuts taxi scene. Yeah. <laughs> he does buy some chestnuts, yes. Where he buys some chestnuts and he tries to hail a taxi. Unsuccessfully. Oh, no, some some white crackers steals yes, it from Yes, exactly. <laughs> so he has to get another one. Ooh, that, that um, was important. <laughs> Slice, it's um, a slice of life, man. Yeah. Basically, he says, hey, Bumpy, meet me in my, my office. Right? Yeah. And so Bumpy gets there, and Willie, who was the guy who got beat up, yeah. whose friend is there, <laughs> The guy who didn't go is, out the window. Yeah. Is still complaining about his friend being there. He's like, it isn't right. <laughs> Whatever, Willie. <laughs> right, Bumpy. I've known him since I was five. <laughs> Willie, shut up. I bought him that Willie, funky coat, and he died in Willie, it. I'm here he to, died in the funky coat. Willie, I'm here to talk to Shaft, okay? I don't go care. Go wait in the hall, Willie. Go sit <laughs> and don't let me hear you crying. Go wait in the Footsteps, hall. door closed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking come. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that, Shaft. <laughs> and then he, he sticks his head in the door. You don't make Bumpy wait. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I've got it, okay? So, yeah, then uh, uh, Shaft sits at his desk, and uh, what does Bumpy tell him? Bumpy tells him that somebody took his daughter. What? Yeah, Bumpy's daughter has been kidnapped. Huh? They leave a ransom note? No, they didn't leave a ransom note or anything. Did he try the, you know, the taken thing? Or he says, listen... (laughs) I have a certain set of skill. <laughs> oh, man. Wouldn't Taken have been awesome That'll if Bumpy was in the Liam Neeson role? <laughs> if, but it was Bumpy. <laughs> certain set of skills, that would be a nightmare for motherfuckers like you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Quentin Tarantino is going to hear this podcast, and he's now going to make this movie. funk ass <laughs> out your chair and give me back my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> All he'd have to do is say, I'm going to call Shaft. Oh, shit. All right, fine. <laughs> Here she is. <laughs> That's what Bumpy should have said to begin with. Like, okay, if you don't bring her back, I'm, I'm calling Shaft. Uh, Bumpy wants Shaft to find him. Right. Find uh, his daughter. Yeah, but Bumpy says he has no idea who took her. No. So Shaft is he like, oh, that. thanks. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you lots of money. Yeah. 
I get a little emotional about it. Yeah. And then Shaft gets up and lets everyone see his body, Mike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's that under his shirt? It's his body, huh. Mike. <laughs> That's weird. That's taped to his chest. Because there is one thing that happens in this movie a lot. There's a lot of ADR. For for almost all, all the scenes, there's ADR somewhere. Yeah, yeah. There's sound problems galore in this movie. Um, so, yeah, he, he takes it, and then we have a montage. Shaft hits the streets. Looking, yeah, because yeah, he's looking for who, Steve? He's looking for Ben Buford. Right. right. Why? I guess he thinks Ben might know what happened to Bumpy's daughter. Okay, yeah. so he's looking all over for Ben, right? Yeah. And then he finally meets a guy, and he's like, I know where he is. And he's like, great. <laughs> and so now we cut to uh, some woman's apartment. <laughs> And um, he's like, I want to fuck you. And she's like, yeah. Okay. I think she says a line, like one line, like, hello, or something <laughs> Hi, like chef. that. Can't help but notice you're naked on says, my couch. I'm feeling like he's not naked. But he's like, I was feeling like a machine. So remember, folks, when you start feeling like a machine, have sex with your woman. <laughs> you know, you know, what's her face? It's, it's very it's especially important when you're chef, because as we know from the opening theme, no one understands him but his woman. And she doesn't even understand him all that well. Apparently not. Because she loves him. Later in the movie, she says she loves him. And he's like, I know you I do. Know. Click. <laughs> and not in the Han Solo way. No, in the, well, that's nice. Yeah, exactly. In the, I thought you were leaving kind of way. <laughs> Didn't you say you were leaving? So now we cut two hot dogs with the Commissioner Gordon. Yep, yep. It's uh, it, always one of my favorite cuts, by the way. A very tasteful cut to cut from a love scene to Shaft yeah, taking a, a big old bite out of a hot dog. Shaft's butt. To hot dogs. <laughs> and Commissioner Gordon, like, did you find it? Uh, what'd you do? And he says, got, got laid. laid. And he leaves. <laughs> and he gets in a cab, right? Yeah. And he goes, oh, and he finds Ben Buford. Yeah, he goes, because the, the guy told him, like, where Ben was going to be and what time and what building, so... Right. He goes what, to what kind of guy is Ben Buford? He well, he's like one of he's 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 one of them black power guys, you know, one oh, of those okay. black power guys who's like all about killing Whitey and stuff. Is he? I, I guess. Okay, don't they have that little kid lookout? That's yeah, starving and cold. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And Shaft says, "Here, Shaft ha- take some money and, and go get some clothes and some food." There's a four-year-old freezing to death, and he's like, "Here's some money, go get yourself something." To eat. Yeah, and he, I think he literally says, "Thanks, Mister." Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Mister. Then he goes inside, and the guys don't like him, and they had some history back together. I yeah. guess they ran the streets together or something like that. And then a bunch of guys come in with machine guns and start shooting up up to the place. Yeah. And uh, him and Shaft go <laughs> somewhere. And then we immediately cut to Commissioner Gordon, who's on the phone. And he's like, excuse me, Mr. President, but Shaft is on the <laughs> other Pretty line. much, yeah. Let me talk to Shaft. He's like, hey, Chef, did you hear about those people getting killed in Harlem? And he's like, yeah, I was there, motherfucker. <laughs> Click. <laughs> Bye, Shaft. That was Shaft. <laughs> Shaft called. Shaft talked to me. Just a second. Hello, Mr. President. Yes. <laughs> it was Shaft on the other line. Oh, did he hear about those people in Harlem? <laughs> yes, he did, Mr. President. Well, do you think I'll be able to meet him one day? <laughs> Does he ever mention me? <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, so, uh, they run off to another woman with no name, who has kids who are asleep, yeah. and he's like, Ben, hide here. And he's like, okay. <laughs> Thanks, nameless lady. Yeah. <laughs> 
Then we cut back to Commissioner Gordon and Shaft. He's back at the thing, right? Yeah. And he's like, hey, uh, we found something. out. there's like Italian mob guys. And they're here because Bumpy, I think, stole one of their guys? Yeah, or, or tried to. Or yeah. tried to, and they didn't go do a good job. And so then the mob stole his his daughter. Yeah, they said, we'll show and, you. Mm-hmm. And then these two guys, oh, they're bad. They're like, they're killers. And I think they want to kill you or something. And while you and me understand that this is just a gang war between two gangs, everybody else is going to think it's a race war, war. And we don't really don't want a race war in New York. That'd be bad, right? And he's like, yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> and then that's when he calls an unnamed woman. <laughs> And for no reason, as near as I can tell. She was like, I stayed up for you. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. And he's like, yeah, I just want to make sure you were still there. Bye. <laughs> Click. That's when she says, I love yeah. you. Yeah. Hello? And he's like, I'm sorry, I saw a nice looking card. What'd you say? <laughs> So then he goes and he meets Bumpy because he just found out that Bumpy lied to him, right? Yeah, and he gets to he gets to boss Bumpy's underlings around a little bit more. Yeah, and Willie's there, and Willie's still upset, and he's like, oh, "You kill my friend Funky Coat. Oh, one of these days, me and you are gonna have at it." Chef's like, uh-huh. "Shut up. Let me go in and see Bumpy." Okay, I'll call my boss first. Hey, boss. Chef to turn. He won't let me beat him up for killing Funky Coat, and he won't let me check and see if he's got a gun. Let him in. <laughs> Why do you love him more than me? How many times have I told you not to fuck with Shaft? Shaft gets to do whatever he wants. Fine. Go on, and then he talks to Bumpy, and Bumpy tells him basically the whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah, he comes clean. He's like, Bumpy, why didn't you tell me the mafia took your daughter, you fucking dick? And he's like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't even say I, that. I guess I maybe should have. But yeah, so they, they, mm-hmm. they, they, him and Ben talk to Bumpy, and they're like, look, if you want us to go after the mafia to get your daughter back, we're going to need way more money because we need to recruit people to help us. We need like an, a small army of guys mm-hmm. to get your daughter back safe. And we're thinking $10,000 per guy. Bumpy's like, yeah. okay. Yeah, money's, yeah, I want my daughter yeah. back. I can always make more money. Can't make another daughter. Right. I mean, I guess I could. So, uh, Shaft goes back to his apartment. He grabs a filthy, washed-out hippie, <laughs> yeah. uh, who he apparently knows by a first-name yeah. basis. And he's like, go up t- and turn on the lights at my place, okay? I'm going to go undercover at this bar. Yeah. And he's like, all right, man. <laughs> <laughs> and he wanders off with Shaft's keys. <laughs> Obviously a trustworthy guy. Obviously. <laughs> Shaft goes down into the bar, and what does he do? He switches places with the bartender. Because yeah. I guess they have a relationship. He's the bartender. He, yeah. Shaft just walks in and says, "Hey, let me take over for a while." And bartender says, "Okay." Yeah. Hey, what's the name of this bar, by the way? Um, I don't remember. It's called the unnamed. Yeah, bar. the no name bar or something. Yeah. No, uh, it's called the unnamed. Is literally the unnamed okay. bar. Well, I mean, which is what it said in the script. Shaft walks into an unnamed bar, and <laughs> <laughs> they guess they figured that must be the name okay. of the bar. A little kind of right. kind of a weird name for. We learn something important about Shaft in this scene, don't we, Steve? <laughs> yeah. What do we learn? Um, what do we learn? Shaft is perfectly okay with gay people. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, because the bartender is gay, and Shaft... Not only is he, not only is he gay, they know each yeah. other. Yeah. He never, 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 he never
See that girl over there? And we cut to a shot of a woman masturbating herself in a chair, as near as I can tell, staring at Shaft. She really seems to like Shaft, yeah. That's not what... Yeah. She really likes Shaft a lot. Yeah, yeah. And so he sees the two Italian guys over by the bar. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I'm going to be a bartender. I'm going to go up and I'm going to pretend to be a bartender around him. And then he goes, hi, I'm Shaft. And then he hits one in the head with a bottle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, first he goes... Okay, (laughs) first he, he says... He, he susses him out, right? Shares yeah. a drink with him, being all chummy, buddy buddy. And then once he figures out these are the guys, he picks up the phone and he calls. <laughs> he, he calls, calls the commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon <laughs> on the shaft phone. Yes. His wife's like, it's the shaft phone. And he's like, oh, get the fuck out of this room. Picks up the phone. And shaft, shaft tells them, I, I don't want to be alone tonight. I'm going to pick up some action. So while he's on the phone, he's pretending to be talking to a woman, right? Right. So he's like, hey, baby, what's going on? And Commissioner, Commissioner Gordon's like, it's finally happening. <laughs> shaft? Shaft? <laughs> hey, baby. I was wondering if we, you and me could go out tonight. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I, I could just make an excuse to the wife. I can, I can be there in 10 minutes. <laughs> Uh, basically, he tells them in code that the Italian people are there. Send some cops or something, right? Right, yeah. And, and then uh, Commissioner Gordon hangs up the shaft phone and starts furiously masturbating. And <laughs> then then Shaft hits one in the head with a bottle. Yeah, well, because the, the cops show yeah. up. Commissioner Gordon sends police down to the to the bar. Right. And, and the cops are taking them away, and one of them spits on Shaft. Oh, that's, that's right. that's he cracks the bottle over his head. Right, after he says, I'm John Shaft. And then they go, holy shit, we're bad at our jobs. <laughs> uh, and then that happens. And then the boozy girl, who was masturbating, goes, hey, you want some post-undercover booty call? And he's like, yeah. Sure. I don't have anybody in my life at all that loves me, <laughs> stays up late thinking about me or worrying about me. Awesome. I want to smash that. So we get another sex scene, right? Yeah. Great. <laughs> All that shaft. Shower sex, which, again, yeah. immediately cuts to a scene with him and Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Commissioner Gordon's like, hey, we got the Italian guys in there. You, you want to talk to one of them? And he's like, yeah. yeah. He goes in there, and he's like, I know you have Bumpy's girl. Where is she? And they're like, we're gonna, did they talk? I can't remember what happened. Um, yeah, well, they, they didn't tell him, but Shaft like, sets up. He basically tells them how it's going to go. He's like, all right, look, here's how it's going to be. I, you give me, you write down a phone number where you're going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call you tomorrow at 1230, right. and then we're going to meet somewhere at 1 o'clock, uh-huh. and you're going to take me to where Bumpy's daughter is so I can see that she's okay right and that's it and they say okay and then he goes home and booty call from last night is still there yeah and he's like i gotta make a phone call and she's <laughs> like you're a jerk all of a sudden you're really good in the what did she say you're really good in bed but you suck everywhere else or something like yeah that. you're shitty everywhere else she, or something yeah, yeah. and as, she, as she's leaving she leaves the door open and he says close the door and then she says Close the door, shitty, or something. Close it yourself, yeah, shitty. Yeah, close it yourself, shitty. And then uh, he goes to the freezer to get his gun because you keep To get his gun. fresh gun. Yeah, you want to keep your gun fresh, Steve. You don't want to shoot know. someone with a stale gun. No, absolutely. And then the commissioner shows up. <laughs> hey, Shaft, what you doing? Yeah, and then do they exchange any information in that scene yet? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> it's also in this scene that we notice the, probably the scariest thing in the movie. You know what that is, Steve? <laughs> what is it? Shaft's apartment has a gigantic painting 
of a scary clown in it. (laughs) (laughs) That the commissioner looks at, smiles, rethinks who Sheft is for a second. Because he's like, why does this man have a painting, a giant painting of a clown in his apartment? And then as, as, as the commissioner's leaving, what does he playfully do? He, he quotes back what the girl just said. Uh-huh. He, what does he say? He, sa- he says, you're going to have to close it yourself, shitty. Shaft thinks that's funny, right? He's like, you scamp. Yeah, we're friends. And Commissioner Gordon then stops halfway down the hallway, weeps a little into <laughs> his coat sleeve. <laughs> Realizing that Shaft will never feel for him as he feels for Shaft. <laughs> and then we continue on to the next scene, which is what? <laughs> Uh, Shaft, well, before the commissioner showed up, or during that scene, mm-hmm. Shaft made that phone call to the mob guys. So yeah. now he's meeting the mob guys at a coffee shop. And Shaft is getting an espresso. Yeah. And he has a thrilling and exchange with the waitstaff. The, wait- <laughs> the waitress keeps trying to upsell him, and Shaft is like, I just want she a cup of espresso. She stares into the middle distance. <laughs> She apparently doesn't know it's Shaft. No. She she didn't hear that Shaft was coming in today. Yeah, exactly. Nobody warned her. She's the only woman in the movie that doesn't try to actively fuck him. Right. <laughs> Maybe she was blind. I don't know. <laughs> um. Then the uh, mob guy shows up, calls him the N-word. Yeah. So and uh, so, so he Shaft calls, calls him, him the W-word. Yeah. He, they, they, they trade uh, racial epithets for a few minutes. Yeah. And then uh, they leave. Yeah. And then he grabs the mob guy and puts a gun to his head, busts into the room yeah. where the girl is. He says, give her to me. The guys have machine guns, and they say, nope. No. And he says, come on. And they're like, uh-uh. Like, what? God, this will be so much uh, easier if you just give her to me. And they're like, um, Shaft, hello? <laughs> Anything? No? Yeah, they're not impressed. So what happens, No, they don't Steve? care. Um, a bunch of shooting happens. Yeah, one of the machine gun guys shoots the the guy that Shaft is holding. Uh, yeah, which he threatened to do. And shoot Shaft. <laughs> and shoot Shaft, and Shaft shoots one of them. Ben is there, right? Yeah. Doing yeah, but Ben's not. Ben's there in the building, but he's not right there where Shaft is yeah. yet. And the, the one surviving mafia guy grabs uh, Marcy, Marcy, Bumpy's daughter, yeah. and tell, basically tells Shaft, uh, you tell Bumpy... The only reason you're that, alive. Yeah, the only reason you're alive is because I want you to go tell Bumpy that if he doesn't give us what we want in what he, like in 24 hours or something yeah then he's never going to see his daughter again right and then they leave yeah and then what happens and then ben co- rescues shaft yeah. and they take him back to his, his, girlfriend. his girlfriend's house the one that you know he just cheated on <laughs> the one that he just cheated now, on we don't he... know what the dynamic of their relationship is yeah, okay. maybe she knows. Maybe she's aware. Yeah, maybe and they it's have like an open relationship. understanding. She just told him she loves yeah. him because you know she knows she's not going to get that back in return. But she's trying to be completely honest, and so is Shaft. Maybe Shaft is being honest. And when they started the relationship, he said, "Listen, I don't say I love you, and I'm not faithful." And she's like, "Okay, maybe, maybe we don't know. Maybe how dare we judge or, it? It's 1971. That's true. That's a possibility. It's also a possibility that Shaft is just kind of an asshole. Maybe." He Maybe. doesn't seem to be. He's a nice guy. Maybe. He gave he that kid like money. The... He was nice to that yeah. blind blind guy that we didn't mention at the beginning of the thing. Yeah, he's that's right. He's generally a pretty cool guy. If you're cool to him, he's cool to you, right? Yeah. He's even yeah. cool to, to, to Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, he is. He is. Not to that. In fact, he's he's so cool to white people that he actually has kind of a bad reputation among some of his fellow black folks. Yeah, some people accuse him like of thinking Tom. white and all that other yeah. stuff and call, calling him an Uncle Tom and all this other crap. Yeah. And he doesn't like that at all. No, he doesn't care for that. 
Anyway, so uh, he says, call Sam. And they're like, no, you need yeah. a real doctor. And he's like, call Sam. And then he passes out. And then um, Rocky's trainer wakes him up. <laughs> yeah. Some guy, some guy who looks like he went got his medical degree at like the University of Grizzled Old Men. Yeah, and exactly. Like, oh, Sam, you nearly died. I'm gonna, <laughs> I had to wake you up to find out what's wrong with you. Um, it's pretty apparent that I've been shot. There's a bullet in me. <laughs> I'm going to have to suck the bullet out or something. I don't know. Yeah. Let me pour some Chrome on it. Band-Aid. <laughs> there you go. Is that good? Yeah. Shaft says, just as long as I can walk when you're done. But while this is happening, Shaft calls Bumpy. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Bumpy, I need taxi cabs and more guys, right? Yeah. And Bumpy says, okay. Yeah, he's like, cool. And in the background, Willie's like, is Shaft apologizing for fucking clothes? <laughs> <laughs> Willie, shut up. I just need to know. Willie. <laughs> <laughs> I just need some closure on this. <laughs> so now we get Shaft and his howling commandos of invading the Goomba Hotel. Yes, pretty much. So what is their plan exactly, Steve? It's a little complicated. Is I, it? I mean, they're, some of them are going to disguise themselves as hotel staff. Right. I know one of them uh, kidnaps John Hodgman out of the elevator and takes his takes his costume. Yes. Yes. He does look like it's John Hodgman. It's not John Hodgman. He was, I think, no. maybe three years old, if yeah, he was alive J- at all for this movie. J- John Hodgman's dad, let's just say. <laughs> um <laughs> As a cameo in Shaft. Um, (laughs) Meanwhile, Shaft, the wounded one, is planning on rappelling down the side of the building. Yeah, that's true. Sam fixed him. He patched him all up real good. Uh, Shaft is going to rappel down the side of the building. Right. And (laughs) and crash through the window and throw like a a firebomb through it. But first he's going to correct the person who made it. Is that that's not going to burn right. hot enough. That's right. Because Chef knows about this. That's right. And he's going to shoot a machine gun? Yeah. yeah. And what do the yeah. other guys do? They come up through the. They come up from the elevator, and I basically, I think they just kind of hang out and do damage control well, in the hallway. I know like one if, of them thinks that he's actually a waiter, because one of the mob guys orders two coffees and a Coke, yeah. and then he brings him two coffees and a Coke. Well, you got to keep up appearances. You can't blow it right away. <laughs> Chef's not ready to go yet. Okay, so what starts the, the raid? Um... Well, there's there's a guy doing something outside, isn't there? Isn't there like one of the taxi drivers is like? I don't remember. I don't remember either. <laughs> All I remember is that he comes, he throws the 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 fire. He throws bomb the in. thing. Yeah. Marcy screams. He crashes through the, the window like a badass. He's dressed all in black with a black leather coat, and he starts rat-a-tat-tatting on that machine gun. Um, someone's in one of the hallways spraying down everything with a fire hose. Yeah. And all the other guys come in shooting their guns at the other guys. Shaft grabs Marcy, and then he gives them to the other guys, and there's more shooting. One of the guys gets shot. The hose starts going all over the place. <laughs> they get out of the building. They all get into the taxi cabs yeah just as the police start showing up except for one dude the shaft shaft and when as soon as those cabs are gone and as soon as the action music fades in fade up shaft's the because yeah. he's just walking away like it was just another goddamn tuesday <laughs> <laughs> and he goes to a phone booth mm-hmm. and he calls commissioner gordon he and commissioner gordon comes out of his little shrine for shaft <laughs> 
<laughs> where he has pasted on a mustache, a little body mic, one of those, <laughs> one of those, one of those turtlenecks that he likes to wear so much. He's wearing his, he's wearing his gun, his shoulder holster on. And he's, he's like, "Who's John Shaft?" Looking in a mirror, just stroking the face. I'm, yes. I'm John Shaft. <laughs> <laughs> the phone rings. It's the shaft. It's the shaft, it's the shaft phone. phone. Yeah. All right, just a second. He picks up the phone. And who is it? Oh, it's Shaft. That's right. Shaft's making a phone call. Yeah. What does Shaft say? Shaft says, hey, uh, you know that thing we were talking about? I did it. What? And the, <laughs> I, I just broke into a building and, and killed a whole bunch of he mobsters. Doesn't, he doesn't say that. <laughs> he doesn't say anything. All he says is, he he says... Um, he, he says he says says something to him about you know the rescue or the case and and Vic says well uh, why don't you close it for me yeah and Shaft says you're gonna have to close it yourself shitty and then he <laughs> hangs up on him and walks away he's laughing and la- yeah. yeah he's laughing yeah and then he walks off into the night as the police cars come roaring in music swells up commissioner goes back into his shrine and closes the closet door with a click. <laughs> Willie is shooting targets with Shaft's face on it. He's crying and he's making that angry face talking to nobody. Bumpy is shaking his head, staring at Shaft's woman is looking through the personal ads, looking for men who want a secure relationship. Funky Coat is finally buried. Wait, the end? The end? That's it? He walks that's, off? Shaft walks down the street and that's it. Wow. The end. I think this is our show, shortest recap. Yeah. Well, I mean, not a whole lot happens. That's true. It's a pretty tight movie. Okay, Steve. What is your opinion on this classic black exploitation film, Shaft? Well, um, I first you know first reaction is I really like it. Let me ask you because, a question. Had you seen it yeah. before? Yes, I have. Okay. But it had been a long time. Okay. Um, Same so this year. Was, it's been a really long time for me. Yeah, I think I watched it first like a long time ago, and when I was like a, a, a teenager, and I was oh, really phew. first getting into like my uh, my, my serious say, movie phase. We watched phase. it in third grade. The teacher was yeah. the teacher was out, so they the substitute showed on. it to us. Said, All right, this kids, has I got something to do with American history. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those that they showed on the last day of school when nobody gives a shit anyway. <laughs> You know, the grades are all in. Why are we even here? <laughs> um, <laughs> y'all want to watch Shaft? Cool. Um, yeah, I, I really like it because, like I, like we mentioned at, at the beginning of the show, I mean, it's it's of one of my favorite genres, which is 1970s crime films. Yep. Uh, because, I mean, The French Connection is one of my favorite movies ever. I could watch that movie pretty much any time. I'm a huge fan of that movie. And I'm a huge fan of just that whole subgenre of films. And I think Shaft is a, is a good example of that. It it's, it's, has that aesthetic. It has that feeling. It has... Uh, that tone, and I just really like those kinds of movies. And as much as it is a great example of black exploitation, I think it's a great example of just '70s crime movies in general. Um, so I really like it, and I love. You know, I think Richard Roundtree is awesome. I I love just the the command that he shows. I mean, Shaft is written as this incredibly confident, powerful character. Even when he gets shot, you never really you never really seem. You kind like, of get the never, idea that when they pull that bullet out, the bullet apologizes. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm so I mean, sorry, Mr. Shaft. I had no idea that I was entering your body. I never exactly. would have done it had I known. 
Exactly. I mean, I don't know why it, I turned the bullet into Woody Allen. But why fuck is it. the bullet Woody Allen? Well, it, it is in New York, so you know. Um, Shaft and Woody Allen. Oh my God. Um, so I mean, and I think it's a credit to his performance that that he manages to carry the movie as well as he does, given how Shaft is written to basically never be in any jeopardy at all. I mean, he's not a typical action movie or, or crime movie hero in that sense. I mean, he never seems like he's out of control or in any kind of danger at any point in the movie, and yet he's still a compelling figure, and you still want to watch him and see what's going to happen next. And I think that's a really neat trick Mm -hmm. to pull off. Um, And I think that that, that's owed as much to the performance as it is to the writing and the direction and and everything else. Mm -hmm. So I think it deserves a lot of credit for that. Um, I do think, I mean, you know, there there are problems with it. I do think the the treatment of women is a problem. And I think that's that's one of the things that sort of crops up now, you know, over and over again when you read critiques of the film uh, is that it's 1971, dude. It is. And and and, you know, one of the one of the hallmarks of the black exploitation genre one of, I mean, the, the the good thing about it was that it introduced not only to black audiences but to white audiences as well. This idea of strong black characters mm-hmm. who were who were who were confident, who were in control of their lives, mm-hmm. who were not beholden to white people or, mm-hmm. or to white power structures, or or were were fighting those power structures and were trying to assert their own power. Um, that's all like awesome. That's and it's mm-hmm. really even even now. In, in the the 21st century it's still kind of invigorating to watch that to see that 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 you know type of character being put out there mm-hmm. um, but at the same time one of one of the downsides of it is that the, the, that that version of, of black empowerment was centered on black men yeah and and, and left black women behind for the most part only for a um, tiny little bit yeah I mean yeah it, it, there were uh, there were adjustments that were made oh, yeah. uh, but you know that that's one of the problems with shaft and and with it being sort of the standard bearer of a black exploitation film is that for all of the great points of it, mm-hmm. it definitely fails in terms of its portrayal of women. Um, but but those sorts of problems aside, uh, I think it's a it's it's not just a good example of a black exploitation movie. Um, mm. I think it's 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 a really good movie. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it is it's a studio movie. You know, it's it was directed by a by a black director and it had mostly a black cast, but it was cre- you know produced and shepherded by uh, a white controlled Hollywood studio. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, you can. Say say, well, it's not really a black movie. I mean, it, it had black people in it. It had a black director, but it was produced by white guys. Take of that. What, exactly how many black people need to work on a black movie, uh, on a movie well, with black characters for it to be called a black movie? Well, I, I just, I think, I think what, if you want to, if you want to like sort of, you know, analyze the black exploitation genre, mm-hmm. you know, and, and look for the, the, the ways that it succeeded and the ways that it sort of had something to be desired. I think one of the things that you could look to as, uh, uh, as something that you know it didn't quite succeed at mm-hmm. was that yeah it, it definitely created all these great roles for black actors and it created opportunities for black directors in some cases mm-hmm. um, but it was but it was still being created within this white controlled power structure yeah you know um, now having said that it, I mean it's better than having no black movies <laughs> you know I mean True. at least we did get Richard Roundtree at least we did get mm-hmm. you know Pam Greer in a couple years we got yeah. you know it, it created a lot of opportunities and, and it put like 
like that just just that that representation of these people of those characters in front of people so white people and black people and whoever you were could see that and say oh hey that's pretty cool yeah you know i mean so i think overall it was a very positive thing mm-hmm. um but it does have its its shortcomings and its and its problems mm-hmm. um but just as a movie i think shaft is awesome yeah like i really i it's it, it's and it's fun it's just a it's it's just a cool movie yeah you know that it? You done? That's it, man. I'm done. Okay. I love this movie. I really do. I haven't seen it in a really long time. And yeah, it's got some problems with women, but do they count really? I don't think so. Why not? <laughs> I need to say it right now. Women in movies? Who needs them? Who needs f- fully realized female <laughs> characters in a film? Fuck. We could watch whole... You know what? We should go back to Shakespeare times where guys played women in movies. That's, That's right. what we should do. Let the men play it. <laughs> men were better at playing women than women anyway. The way I view... Th- now, here's here's the thing. We can get into this now. I'm going to agree with all the major points. There are some serious problems with the film, some editing problems, some set- serious yeah. sound qual- sound problems. But Shaft is just basically um, a film noir. Yeah. Private detective gets involved in a whole bunch of stuff. People screw him over. There's no femme fatale in this. And then it turns into a weird raid on Antietam. You know, kind of weird yeah. commando kind of we're going to raid someplace. <laughs> that never happened in any of the war movies that I knew. No. And also, you know, he lives at the end and there's no consequences. So it's not like double indemnity or anything like that. He's, he's the overall winner. Um, so I really do like the film. It's f- a fun film. Now, if you haven't seen it in a while there's going to be some dead parts but most of those dead parts are covered up by Isaac Hayes' music you know and some of the scenes yeah. in retrospect you're kind of like why was that scene in there why was any <laughs> of those scenes in there why why did why do we have to take 10 minutes with him talking to the mob guys in the bar before <laughs> <laughs> Because we're not getting to know the mob guys or anything like that. It's just Shaft being cool, you know, drinking with the mob guys before he hits them over the head. A lot of this stuff is just Shaft being cool. And Shaft is real cool, right, Steve? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, yeah, he's one of the coolest film heroes that you could probably think of. So do I think it's a classic and deserves to be a classic? Yes, of course I do. Do I think it's high art? Mm-hmm. I think it's entertaining, and I think it's still entertaining to this to, to this day. Now, I'm going to say this about black exploitation. A lot of people said, eh, well, it's black exploitation because it's an unrealistic portrayal of a, of a black man in a movie. And to that, I, I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's um, the best. Haven't response. we had, I don't know, 60 years of unrealistic portrayals of white guys in a movie? Aren't most of the guys in movies just male power fantasies for the most part? Or do you think that John Wayne plays a realistic cowboy when he's making a movie? <laughs> Because we're all as cool as Humphrey Bogart, right? We're all that noble like he is in Casablanca. We're not? But the instant a black guy does a power fantasy, then we have to create a whole new genre for it, don't we? No! (laughs) There's no difference between what John Chef does in this movie than what a white guy does in a white movie. In fact, there are other movies like this in which it's like... Fucking Joe Don Baker made a movie called Mitchell in the 1970s in which oh, he just, yeah. which he sleeps with Bo Derek or somebody that looks like Bo Derek, and it's Joe Don Baker, a man who looks like he got punched in the face for a living, and who <laughs> <laughs> subsisted on injecting lard into Twinkies and just kind of strapping them right onto his gut. That man made a movie <laughs> in which he just goes around and he beats people up and he shoots people and he sleeps with women, but no one says, "Oh, that's a white exploitation film." <laughs> white exploitation. It's not! <laughs> we didn't need to create a, a whole new genre simply because someone took the, the white, the, I almost said white power, but the, the oh. power fantasy structure of some movies and applied it and just made the main character black. I don't, I, uh. 
I don't understand it. I mean, I understand that it is a recognized genre. Right, Steve? Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. like we said, this was originally written for a white dude, and they changed it to, changed it to making him a black guy, right? Yeah. So, uh, we needed to create a whole genre because we changed the color of the dude? <laughs> Is that what we well, they, needed to do? I mean, I understand the subsequent films after this kind of defined it, but black exploitation fell into Blackula, for the love of God. Blackula is, is horror. There are different subgenres underneath this big genre, and it basically became movies with black people in it. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Can't we just make movies with black people in it? Here's an idea. There's <laughs> movies. Some of them have a lot of black people in them, and some of them... Fuck it. Most of them don't. (laughs) I mean, if we followed the same rules and guidelines, then movies like Man on Fire or what's another one? What's one? This is a really good action movie. I guess, I guess, uh, Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2, Mm -hmm. um, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, they're all black exploitation because you know what? No one can be as wisecracking as as Eddie Murphy is in Beverly Hills Cop. That's completely unrealistic. Oh my god! <laughs> black exploitation comedy. <laughs> And I'm tired of them trying to redefine it as, you know, quote-unquote urban or ethnic or whatever the fuck else they want to come up with to separate separate the genres out. The only problem that I have with Shaft is that they got stuck into this genre. I'm going to tell you this right now. It didn't make $13 million because black people just went to go see it. Everyone went to go see this movie. There's a reason why everyone knows what Shaft is. And it's because white people went to go see it too when they went, eh, Shaft is so fucking awesome. (laughs) Well, and and honestly, the the difficult truth is that if it hadn't crossed over and become a hit with audiences, regardless of of their race, black exploitation probably wouldn't have been a thing. Because mm-hmm. if the only people that went to see it were 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 predominantly black audiences, I don't think that Hollywood would have seen it as such a lucrative, you know, type. No, I. I but they said we can make we can make black movies and white people will go to see them too. Mm-hmm. Let's get let's get on it. Yeah. So while I disagree with where it's been placed in the genre, and in fact, I, I and I will readily admit I have to use that term because there is a very specific kind of genre. There are lots of films in that genre that I do really like. But I'm kind of just sick of having to separate films that have black people in them into a different genre. <laughs> 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 so, would you recommend or not recommend Shaft, Steve? Oh, I would heartily recommend it. I think it's a really, really great movie, Me and if, too. especially if, if you've never seen it, definitely check out Shaft. I want here's something I seldom ever do. I watched it, and I immediately watched it again because I hadn't seen it in a long time. I hadn't seen Shaft in a long time. I seldom do that, even with some of the films that I really, 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 really love. You know, like Star Wars. But I hadn't seen this movie in a long time. I had seen this movie, I think, probably 25 years, maybe more. Yeah. And I had forgotten how much I liked about it, and I would forgotten how neat New York was. <laughs> <laughs> and um, even though, uh, let's, uh, I'm, okay, I'm going to put this in here. Even though I am recommending the movie, and as awesome as Richard Roundtree is, He's not that solid of an actor. How how dare you, sir? I'm sorry, I don't buy a minute when he laughs. There's a scene where he's talking to Tom, and Tom's like, uh, where do you think you're going? He's like, I'm going to go get laid. Where do you think you're going? Ha 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 same thing with the joke at the end. It's yeah. like, no, that's not a real laugh. That's not how real uh, people laugh. Round two, that's laugh not how with they me. laugh. If you try to convince me that Shaft is some sort of laugh robot, then yeah, okay, I buy it. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I recommend it. I recommend it wholeheartedly. Go see Shaft, or you're a jive turkey. <laughs> <laughs> you damn right.
All right, now it's time where we recommend other films. Steve, do you have another film to recommend? I do have another you film to recommend. You use that black exploitation label. I'll, I'll kill you. I'll crawl through this wire. I'll kill you myself. Okay. Well, then <laughs> I, I will say. See, I, I know say, what Steve's going to recommend, and I kind of put him in a. And I don't care if you use it. Go ahead. I will say that <laughs> the film I'm going to recommend yes. is another film that features a predominantly black cast. Uh-huh. Um, and, and actually, it, it, it addresses uh, some of the problems that I just mentioned that Shaft has, despite how much I like it, which is the treatment of women. Uh, oh. And luckily for us, uh, after a few years, black exploitation filmmakers started to address this problem, and they started to make films that were centered around strong black women. Uh-huh. And the first major film of this sort of subgenre is the film that I am recommending, which is Cleopatra Jones, mm. starring Tamara Dobson and also starring Shelley Winter. Uh, not not one of the black characters. <laughs> you didn't give me enough time with Tamara Dobson, and you just had to throw Shelley Winters <laughs> I, in there. I shouldn't have gone straight that to Shelley Winters. That is a cold bucket of water, I'm dude. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, and, I am uh, Shelley Winters. <laughs> You may know me and, from my drowning scene in the Poseidon Adventure. Yeah, she can swim. You know, she was a swimmer. Um, and and if you if you if you want to to sort of start to explore this genre, and you're not really familiar with it, a, a great place to start is Shaft, uh-huh. uh, because that is that is one of the originators of the genre. But a great place to go after that, um, especially if you notice the shabby treatment of, of women in Shaft, is Cleopatra Jones, because it is very much about a a, a it's an action movie centered around this very strong black woman mm-hmm. uh, who is like this secret agent sort of figure you know mm-hmm. and uh, and like a martial artist and yeah. I mean it's 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 a it's a funny movie it's a cool movie uh-huh. um, I'm pretty sure Quentin Tarantino has watched it about a million times maybe it's one of those movies that I'm just I feel like he just has it on a loop in his house uh-huh. just all the time um, and that's the one I'm recommending and a little bit of, of trivia not having anything to do with black exploitation but the director of the movie is Jack Starrett, who is uh, probably more familiar as an actor. He was one of those actors who sort of popped up in cheesy 80s action TV shows here and there throughout mm-hmm. the 80s and early 90s and he's one of he's one of those guys that I always recognize when I see him because he looks like Dr. Phil and he always plays sure like this evil Dr. Phil? <laughs> I wish it was Dr. Phil so much because he always <laughs> plays this evil guy this like tough heavy sort of like what are you like what what are you doing in our town son you know what I mean uh-huh. and it's like I, oh, I wish that was Dr. Phil that oh. would be so great but it's not it's Jack Starrett and in addition to being one of those hey it's that guy actors from the 80s he also directed Cleopatra Jones. Cool. So there you go. All right. Well, um, now, uh, sticking with recommending a film from the same year of, as the film that we just reviewed, um, there was a film that I could have reviewed as well, which was Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't particularly like that movie, so I'm not going to recommend it. But if you guys want to go find it, you can go find it. Melvin Van Peebles and his naked 13-year-old son, Mario, opened that movie where he simulates <laughs> and that part's a real act. early, too. <laughs> you don't have to wait too long for that nope um but they're like i said um those two movies um really did kick off this genre so i couldn't really find another another movie in that genre that i could recommend from 1971 so i'm just gonna go ahead and recommend a movie that originally started as a tv movie and then it got a theatrical release because it was so damn good um and it was written by the great Richard Matheson and stars Dennis Weaver and a great big old evil fucking truck and it was directed <laughs> by Steven Spielberg and that movie 
was called Duel. Now, Duel is Jaws with a truck, I guess, is the best yeah, you could say. Pretty much. Uh, Dennis Weaver plays this dude driving through the desert, and he runs afoul of a tanker truck that tries to kill him for about two and a half hours. That's about it. <laughs> There's your movie. There's your movie. It's real good. <laughs> if you think, there's no way that's going to be interesting for two hours. Oh, yeah, it will. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those movies that I think a lot of people have heard of, but not a whole lot of people have watched. Um, you know, this is Spielberg at his super youngest. I think he was like 12 or something. I don't know how old he was when he <laughs> when he directed this, when he directed Duel. It's what he did during his summer vacation. Yeah, but this is him before Jaws. This is him before, you know, Close Encounters and all the other stuff that he would later become famous for. And uh, you see all of the elements, all of the stuff that he will later employ. Except, more daring, you know, looser control of the camera. He doesn't lock his camera down as much in Duel as he does in his later film. Um, it's really good. Suspenseful. There's a truck. <laughs> Look, I, I kind of tied myself in with the whole re- recommending things. I Guys, if you want more black exploitation and you want even worse portrayals of women, Dolomite. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? But, uh, we talked about Blackula. We mentioned Blackula. Blackula's in there, too. Um, there's and, all- of course, it's 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 timeless sequel, Scream, Blackula, Scream. That's right. Does he mm-hmm. actually scream in that, though? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Does he? It's been a while since I've seen it. I, I He must. Yeah. Superfly. There you go. Mm-hmm. There's a lot out there. Just type it in. Black exploitation with an X. That's right. And you you'll find tons and tons. Some super good. Some so awful they're hilarious. And I mean <laughs> hilarious. Dolomite yes. is one of my personal heroes. If I had a guardian of angels that oversaw me, one of them is Dolomite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he'd be doing being the guardian angel of some white boy. <laughs> he probably wouldn't be too happy about it. Probably not. <sighs> well, that was good. I'm glad we did that. You want to do another one? You, I, yeah, I guess. I mean, we, we kind of, we, we sort of do this every two weeks, so yeah, we should probably do another one. You know, we've been doing a lot of genre movies, mm-hmm. you know, trying yeah. to trying to make up for things that we, we overlooked, you know, gay cinema and black rotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. yeah. We haven't really done an independent film. I suppose we could do that. More. An independent film? Okay. I don't know. Maybe we could do the most popular film ever made. Oh, 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 okay. I think I know where you're going with this. It's not Star Wars. We already did that. Yeah, we did. No. No, it's the actually the most popular yeah. film ever made. <laughs> if you adjust for inflation. Not even adjusting for inflation. There are people, <laughs> there were people in foreign countries that knew about this freaking movie. This was the introduction to American culture <laughs> for some countries. It was so popular <laughs> that Russia made their own version of it. I guess because it was too capitalist? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean... No, I don't know what you mean. What do you mean? Well, I can't. I can't say any more without giving away what it is. Oh, well, why don't you just give it away? Let's uh, okay. let's rip the bandaid off. Let's tell them what right. we're gonna do. It's been a long <sighs> time coming. We had it to has. do it. It's been described as a perfect movie, right? Yes. People have called it that. People have, and we've referenced it here on the show too. Yeah, it's one of the largest looming of all films. Yeah, we're going. Right. We're going to do in our next episode. Mm-hmm. Better off dead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought we agreed on drop dead Fred. <laughs> Um, no, we, we're going to do The Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. That, that Judy Garland vehicle. Yeah. That children's musical fantasy. All of Steve's favorites. It's like... Rolled up into a ball. (laughs) I I have to confess, it was me who said it was a perfect movie. (laughs) A perfect movie to make you angry? (laughs) Yes. I was being quite sarcastic that day. 
<sighs> so you, they, you lose something in the tone. Uh, know, so, but, yeah. uh, next time around, you're going to hear a movie review about the Wizard of Oz from a Wizard of Oz novel purist, which is me. <laughs> <laughs> And someone who hates musical <laughs> fantasy, which is Steve. Which is me. <laughs> and we're going to review The Wizard of Oz. So if you haven't seen it, and at this point I literally think we're talking to dogs and other animals. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You've seen it. Every, everyone has seen the movie at least once. Um, then please, if you don't have to, but it helps, go and see the movie so that when it's time for us to review it, you can get all the jokes. Right, Steve? <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, that's it. You killed another however long it's been. <laughs> for Late Seating, this has been Jason Harding, and go see a movie this week. And this has been Steve Shives, and don't let your mouth get your ass in trouble. What? You mean, like, don't eat hot food? Because that always gets my ass in a lot of trouble. Yeah, that's, I, I'm like pretty sure Indian that's what it food, means. Okay, this, here's something you never do. Okay, Shaft, listen to me carefully. I'm listening. Never go into an Indian food restaurant, take a taste of the food, and then say to the chef, this isn't very hot. <laughs> <laughs> because then they'll try to murder you with seasonings. <laughs> they take that as a challenge. The next thing they serve you will be bright red. The entire staff will be staring at you from the kitchen, smiling. Not a big grin, but an expected one. <laughs> yeah. Everybody watch this. His teeth are going to fall out. <laughs> his tongue will leave his body. But if you manage to get it down into your throat, then, oh boy, ass of fire. I completely yeah. agree with you, Shaft. Is that what you are talking about? That's exactly what I meant, yes. Okay, cool. Will you hold me? <laughs> <laughs> Commissioner Gordon. Please! <laughs> Do you I know have how many times like, I've covered for you? You owe me. Let go of my arm. I have to go. No. <laughs> I have to go get laid. Let go of my arm. Why do you have to leave to do that? <laughs> I'm going to go get laid. Let me go. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Late Seating is a Lemmy Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Music by Kevin McLeod. Produced by Jason Harding. You can find more Lemmy Listen podcasts at our website at www.lemmylistenpodcasts.com. You can also find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes under Lemmy Listen. Please like and leave a review. And thanks for listening. This show is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to contribute as little as $1 a month to help fund this podcast, please visit our website at www.lemmylistenpodcast.com and click on the Patreon logo. If you can't, or just don't want to, no biggie.